Hello and welcome to another episode of Baggers Chat. This week we'll be previewing uh, the West Coast clash, uh, clash up there at Optus Stadium this Sunday at 4.40pm. Uh, are you all feeling rather confident, are we, Ethan? Uh, a little bit wary of this game. It's probably, it's very important, I think, especially this week. I think there's a few top eight teams versus each other, teams around the eight. So if we can win this, we can kind of separate ourselves from the pack again, but um, yeah, really important. Tough clash. It's never easy over there, depending on how good um, they are. Do you remember the last time we actually sort of beat them in, like, just in WA in general? Because, I mean, I know we've lost our last three, and it could even be last four or five. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, I reckon it might have been 2013, um, the last time we beat them. Um, over I know there, that we beat them in 20... I know that we beat them in 2014 at Marvel. That yeah, when, yeah. Yeah. The two-point yeah, game, so... We don't have a great record against them, I don't think. But, um, Pato, how are you feeling uh, going into this one, mate? Yeah, like, I don't know. I mean, like, as Duff said, I just think that it's kind of a little bit of a danger game, um, especially since West Coast have some players back, like, especially with Nick Nanui. I think that's a big inclusion for their ruck. So, um, but they've also lost Elliot Yo. So, like, I feel like whenever they bring some players back, they always lose some other players. So, it's going to be interesting. But um, I still think we're good enough. Um I'm saying this right now, like, if we lose to West Coast, I don't reckon we'll make the eight. It's just, like, I, we can't really lose to West Coast. So, um, and, and yes, it's over there, but, I, but usually we play pretty well over in up the stadium. So, um, very excited to see how we go. I think it's a fair point because I don't think we will make the eight either because, like, when you do, like, you know, everyone does a ladder predictors and predictors and does what they, you know, do what you do. But um, these St Kilda was one of the games you probably penciled in for a win. West Coast is obviously definitely one you penciled in for a win. So if you drop both of these, it's a pretty tough run, more or less, from here. So it would be, would be pretty tough to make the finals. But uh, Ethan thinks it's already happened pretty much, hasn't it? We've already made the finals, Ethan? No, definitely not. Definitely oh, not. okay. Oh, sweet. No, we should. I think we will. I think we're better than most of the teams below us. So it's just a matter of, like you said, knocking over these games. Um, but like I said last episode, I think you look at the last two games and you go, before those two games, you probably go, fuck, let's just split them two. Um, Saints and Freya, which we did. So that's the perspective I'm looking at. And uh, we haven't lost two in a row this year. So, yeah. We're not starting this week. Uh, what are your thoughts just on West Coast in general and how they're playing over the last sort of what, three weeks now? Oh, they're playing better. It's not hard to play better than they were. Um, it's quite a disappointing year from their club, actually, because I know the start of the year they had all the COVID issues, but since then they've had most of their list. I know that, like Pato said, they've had ins and outs, but the teams they've had on the park are good enough. They're definitely good enough. They're just, um, I think, just a lack. I think their preseason was, I think there was something, you know, they, I don't know, players weren't committed enough. Um, in pre-season, we weren't working hard enough, which has actually hurt them. Now it's taking them, what, 17 rounds to actually start playing okay footy. Um, okay footy. They're not playing fantastic footy. But, um, yeah, they're, they're scaring me a little bit just due to their stars they have around. But their stars just haven't really lifted yet. Well, their last three, what was it? They beat they beat Essendon, I'm pretty sure. And then they were competitive against Geelong and sort of lost, you know, still almost scored 100 and lost by, what, 20-odd, maybe 30 points to Richmond, I think. Pato, how are you feeling their season's gone? And then also the last three weeks, how have you seen their improvement? Yeah, well, like, I think the Dust said it perfectly there. It was just, I think their egos kind of got a little bit, like, a little bit too large, especially this year, because I feel like, I mean, of course, they've 
They've got oh. half of their list out of premiership players. So, of course, they're all fantastic players. But um, I just think that their egos were just a little bit large. And um, especially Simpson. Like, I think Simpson's been a terrific coach. And I reckon he's done all he can um, with the list that he's got. And especially, like, it's very tough when you bring in, like, I think it was, um, like, the very start of the season, they brought in, like, like waffle players. And that's a very tough thing to do. And especially with a team that... But, but like, it's not like they've been like that all year. Like they've been like they've had a lot of their lists playing. So um, oh, I know. Yeah, I just no, think that yeah, yeah, I agree because like um, they, they they use that COVID excuse a lot, and yes, that affected them for a couple of weeks, but they hasn't affected them for fifteen rounds. You know what I mean? Like like it was a good excuse there for a couple of weeks. So you give it them that, but and they had a couple of injuries that weren't COVID related, but you can't use that excuse. That sort of excuse did wear thin eventually. I don't think they can wear. They can. Um, blame it on that. But um, that well said, boys. Um, who are you most worried about, Pato, from West Coast? You said Nick Nat, I think? Yeah, so I reckon Nick Nat's probably up there, but also Tim Kelly. I feel like he's starting to... Um, I mean, he's not been great this year, but I think we all know how good Tim Kelly is. But mine, um, it has to be Nick Nat, um, especially with um, him up against TDK, who, who are both pretty similar. I think TDK has kind of um, made his game kind of evolved around how Nick Nat goes about it. So I think... Um, I think it will be a good contest, but um, yeah, I think it's Nick Nat for me. Ethan? Yeah, well, they've got a few players around the park um, who we should be worrying about, I think. Um, their midfield's pretty decent. They've got, you know, Kelly and Gaff and guys that can um, tend to hurt us over the years, actually. Um, like last week, just half-backs that... Uh, lucky Yo's not playing because I think oh, I rate him very highly. But um, for me, like Pato said, I think Nick Nat, but... It's just, I don't think, well, Nick Nat hasn't played very long. I know last week he was off the bench a lot, like going straight off the bench after a few stoppages. He looked a bit knackered. Um, but, yeah, it's, it, and for me, it's always their forwards that hurt us. And I think, well, if Kennedy plays this week, he didn't play last week. So hopefully, uh, fingers crossed, he uh, rests this week because he always seems to kill us. It always bites us in the ass, And everyone talks about the whole Judd trade all the time, which frustrates the living shit out of me, but um, yeah, probably probably Nick Nat. They won't be talking about that trade this week when we when Kennedy plays and kicks zero, and uh, we absolutely pump them. Um, all right, mate, we'll get stuck into the uh, matchups. I already mentioned a few of these uh, names, but um, yeah, take it away, Ethan. Yep. So the first matchup is a player from the Eagles that Pato just mentioned before, and that's Tim Kelly, who um, had forty. 40 touches last week and a goal. So he'll be coming up against another, probably a more up upcoming midfielder in Sam Walsh. I think they're very, um, in a way, they they get a lot of the ball, but they can um, be impactful with the ball. What do you reckon about this matchup, Pato? Yeah, no, like I didn't know that Tim Kelly got 40 touches and two goals. Like, oh, what the fuck? that's pretty good, actually. So obviously he's in some good form. So, um, but yeah, like, as I said, I just think, uh, as you said, just Walshy um, is... He's, he's only going to get better. And I just think that Tim Kelly, and I hate to say, because I'm, I'm actually like a, huge, like a huge fan of him, but I just think that when he moved to West Coast from Geelong, he's just never brought his best footy, which is unfortunate because I think they gave half, like half of their buddy farm for Kelly. Like I think they got, I think it was like maybe three first round picks, which is yeah. like unbelievable for Kelly. But um, yeah, so I think uh, it will be a good contest because like, once again, Kelly's a pretty good player. Um, he's been for a few years and yes, he's had injuries, but um, this one will be a mouth-watering contest. Yeah, it will be interesting. What do you, what do you reckon on, on Walsh? How do you reckon he goes, Savvy? 
Yeah, um, obviously he's a superstar. Kelly's been okay this year, I thought. I mean, definitely last week it was good. And um, yeah, we interesting contest. And was Kelly out? Did, did I remember Kelly out? Was he out a couple of weeks ago? I'm um, not sure. I'm not, he not was, yeah, yeah. He was, but um, yeah, I think yeah, it'd be an interesting one. And um, yeah, look forward to seeing it happen. Yeah, it should be a good matchup um, if both players are up and going, which which they are in the last few weeks. So, just move why, on. sorry, sorry. Yeah. Why you talk about Walsh? What was your opinion on Kane Corns? Uh, what he said about Walsh. Where you should get what was it less of the ball but be more impactful something like that I think and maybe key a goal or two. Um, what were your thoughts there, Daff? Yeah, it's um, I often actually agree with with Kane. Um, I don't mind some of his calls because he's just you know he's not really sitting on the fence, which I like about a about a journo. But I don't, yeah, I just don't really get it. Oh, I a small part of me gets it, like due to some of the games he's had in the past few weeks, which is just least not as much impact as due to that's mostly at our midfield just. Going opting to handball more, especially last week, which was which is frustrating. But Jesus Christ, if the guy's getting thirty every week and you and you're worrying about that, like, um, and he's talking about Rosie being the best player in the next three years, so um, I think he's just trying to bring him down to, to Rosie's level or something. I don't know. It's frustrating. It was funny actually watching Corns, and I do agree. I don't, I don't mind him, um, and he does. Yeah, he definitely doesn't sit on the fence. But there was something he was talking about the other day about midfielders and. Um, you're talking about like the who oh, was trying to compare. I can't remember who it was, and he said like Dangerfield, you know, the elite of the elite, Dusty, and then tried to sneak wines in there. Like, give me a spell, far out. Um, Pato, well, what was your opinion on his uh, call about Walsh, mate? Yeah, uh, well, like I feel like I mean these guys kind of do throw some stuff out there just because they just want a little bit of um, like they just want all these guys to talk about it. Like, well, like, that's why I feel like he says a bit. I mean. As Daph said, I think a lot of his stuff is actually logical. So I think, um, I mean, I get where he's coming from, but to me, there's no way. Sam Walsh is a midfielder. He's a guy that plays centre bounces 100% of the time. Not, he doesn't go forward. He doesn't play as a half-forward flank. He's not a Jake Stringer. He's not a Dustin Martin. He's Sam Walsh. So I just think that he's, he, he and and I love to say it, but he's very much like Chris Judd and it makes, it like, it makes me smile. So I think um, if he keeps on getting... Probably 30 to 40 touches every week. Um, that makes me happy as a supporter. And we're thankful every day that he's not like uh, Jake Stringer. Um, Ethan, do you want to continue with the matchups, Matt? Hey, yes, thank God he's not Jake Stringer. <laughs> um, just quickly on Mulchie, Um, The last month or month and a half, he's actually been um, 40% forward, 60% midfield. So he's actually been starting games up half forward, which is which is interesting. But um, that's what he kind of talked about. I think he, I don't know, maybe he's talking about Vossi and how he's using him. But we'll move on to the next matchup. Um, that's the right contest that we were we were talking about. And that's Teddy K versus Natanui. For mine, um, the match in 2020 when Pito went down against West Coast, um, Teddy K came in as the main ruck um, in the second half, I think, and actually outplayed Natanui. Which was which was good to see. I think that was kind of his little breakout game. I think he was only twenty or twenty one at the time. How do you reckon he would go um, this Sunday, Pato? Yeah, I feel like like especially with TDK, I think he was kind of one of the guys that um, in that game he caught because everyone because we haven't really seen a guy like Nick Nanui kind of be a ruckman with the tap and this just the agile sort of look as a ruckman. And I feel like when he did that against Nick Nanui, that's what everyone was just saying like, wow, this guy's a talent. Um, so yeah, I mean, I am a little bit nervous about this because I don't know who's uh, West Coast second ruck, but um, I, don't, I, I don't know. Bailey Williams. Yeah, Bailey Williams. so Bailey Williams is a little bit stronger than Silvani. So I think um, 
I think it's going to be a tough one. And I think this is where it's probably going to, going to decide the game because I think both these guys can tap it very well and they can they can tap it to the, to the advantage of the players, to their midfielders. So, um, yeah, I think it will be a good contest. But um, it's going to be an interesting one for TDK because I think he's been really good the past month or two. So I'm um, excited to see what happens. Yep, Sammy. Yeah, I think you said it well earlier with uh, Nat Nui, just the way he's been going to the bench and he hasn't looked, um, hasn't been back for long. So he hasn't, you know, looked his 100% match fit, I guess, but they do need, do need him to play because he's a great, great player, obviously. But um, I think TDK can definitely, um, you know, beat him around the ground, run around the ground with him. Um, obviously, having actually two proper rocks, you know, like having Bailey Williams will help them compared to Silvani. And, um, but yeah, I think he can go around the ground with him. Obviously, he's pretty going to get him strength wise, but, um, I think TDK can play to his strengths and it'll be an interesting matchup. No, nah, it will be. It will be. Um, now we move on to up forward for us. So I've gone with Harry Mackay against Barras. Um, they've got a quite unique backline. They have obviously McGovern's out. Um, so the keys are probably Barras and, and Shannon Hearn, which I'd imagine Hearn would take Kerno. It's interesting because they're not really kind of massive defenders in height wise. But um, what do you reckon on this matchup, Pato? Yeah, Harry's been a little bit off in the past three or four weeks, so I think this is a great opportunity for him to really take it with two hands and um and just dominate the game. Um, I think I mean I mean of course Barras has been a great defender for a couple of years. I think he was a part of the Premiership side, so um I think he's been a he's going he's been a great player and he's kind of been even better with his partner in crime, McGovern. Like they have yep. both been very um very good players for so long. So I think Mackay, I mean. I mean, as I said, I just think a lot of a lot of these past three or four weeks, Harry's been off. So I think um, this is a it's a great opportunity for him to respond. That is, it definitely is. Um, Sammy, will Harry respond this Sunday? Um, yes, I reckon he will. And just because I think he's going to be, I think he'll take a few marks. Um, obviously, take it and have a few central opportunities. I think he's just will outwork his opponent. Um, and yeah, I'll see him kicking a few. Yeah, yeah, and I think it'll it'll shut up a few people. I think if um, him and him and Charlie get going this weekend, I think yeah, so I know I know they've struggled the last you know few weeks, but Jesus Christ, like fuck, they've had a great year, both of them. I, considering Harry's come back from injury, I think people forget about that. Came back from injury, kick four. So um, we'll move on to the next matchup and last matchup, and it's the return of the Austrian sausage, and that's Jacob Wiedering. Um, and this is a weird matchup. So currently the key forward that are fitted, obviously Jack Darling. Um, but I'd imagine, I'm not sure if Kennedy was a long-term, long-term injury. So if, if fit, obviously we're doing a matchup against Kennedy. Um, how, how do you reckon we're go this Sunday, uh, Pato? Weeders, uh, like, I don't really want to expect too much because he's been out for a few weeks. But also, it's Jacob fucking Wiedering. Like, I think that he, like, I reckon it's a good time um, for him to come back, especially this week. Um, would have been handy to have him back last week against Max King. But I think this week, it, it, I, I feel like Kennedy will play. I just don't know why, but I have a feeling that he will play. So I think Wiedering will probably go to Kennedy but, um, if he does play. But um, I think if it's Wiedering versus Darling, Darling, I don't know. He's just, he's just not where he kind of once was. So he'll be. I think it will be a good contest, but I think I don't want to expect too much from Wittering. And um, especially since we have Lewis Young down there as well, um, it's going to be great to see. Yeah, it will be. It's a good dynamic having both of them. Um, Sammy? 
Yeah, um, first way back, I think Pato said it well in terms of um, expectations on him. Just, you know, he's been out for a, sort of a while now, but also it is Jack Darling. I don't really rate Jack Darling personally. I know, um, like, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Just watching him play, he's, I'm sure he's I've been all right. But, uh, and Kennedy, he kicked a bag against the Bombers, I think. And I want to cop a bit of shit for this because, you know, he might seem salty about the whole Judd thing that you mentioned earlier. But I've watched it, I've, I've had to watch pretty much most, most West Coast games this year. Through for work and I, he just looks. I know he doesn't get much of the ball because they've been pretty average, but he just besides that bag he kicked, which was great. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, he doesn't look great in my opinion. So I don't see him being too damaging, but it depends what sort of mindset I guess he comes with and whatever. But he has just sort of seemed he's made a few really bad clangers from what I've seen. But um, no, he's been a champion player for a long time. But um, we just gets the job done. Yeah, I think uh, big JK is probably at the back end of his career. Um. Um, not, don't want to don't want to jinx his performance this week. I think he um, will. He's still got the you know he's still JK, so um, he, he'll still he'll still go into the contest thinking he can he can beat his opponent. Um, we'll now move on back to you, Sammy. Thanks, mate. That was good. Um, all right, we're getting into the injuries. Um, Jack Martin. This is from a day or so ago, but I believe it's still the same. Jack Martin is a test to play, um, so we'll see if he makes a trip up there and um, back from injury this week. There is a few names back. Um, uh, we've got Fogarty coming back, Sammy Durden, Jacob Weedering, of course, which you mentioned. Matthew always is available for selection. And another one that shocked me in the sense that I was, his name seemed to pop up a lot in the, all the Facebook uh, groups right before I saw he was uh, back from injury, and it's Ed Kerno, So he is back as well. So uh, it would be interesting to see who you know from them comes in, and we'll go to you, Ethan, and see who do you reckon from that list just comes, uh, comes in. Obviously, you mentioned Weedering, but um, do you see anyone else? Coming in, mate. Um, for me, just initial thoughts. Um, obviously, you go the straight swap of Weedering and Camp. Um, it's interesting because, in my honest opinion, I think we could keep Kemp in as the third intercept and also almost drop a plowman. Thought he was. I thought he was pretty bad last week and probably might need a run in the twos. I'm not hating on plough, but um, I think Kemp's just a bit more dynamic. But for me, I'm just going to the simple in and out and that's um, weedering in and Kemp out. Uh, I'd imagine there'd be more changes just due to the, the the performance we had last week. But for me right now, um, just weedering in. Is there a chance, so we'll say weedering Kemp, say that's, say that's just done, right? And um, is there a chance that Sam Durden comes in? Obviously, he played pretty well in his one and only, what, half, three quarters, however long he played, he looked pretty good. But did he go straight back to the twos just because of lack of experience sort of thing? Or, um, yeah, what do you see happening there? Is there a chance he comes in for a plowman or what do you say? Nah, he's too too big of a defender. I think he can only afford to have um, Young and, and Weeders out there in the back six, unless you're we were against a tall forward line, but I don't think West Coast are, you know, massive. They've got a few big, big pillars down there, but um, I think we should be fine with a Weedering and Young duo. Completely agree. Pato, who's coming in, mate, and who is making way? Yeah, Weeders um, right in, and then no one else uh, really from those names. I did call for Owies last week um, and dropping Motlop because of his form, but <clears throat> you can't really drop a guy that kicked three goals and looked really like exciting and was probably the only player in the forward line that really showed up last week. So I think Motlop definitely stays, but um, always will be a good inclusion. Um, but as Duff said, I think it will be um, interesting to see what Vossi does. Cause I feel like when we've lost, he swings the ax. And I think it's like, like it's good that he does that, but um, I had a look at the stats and no one else 
like Plowman maybe, but um, probably the only realistic inclusion would be Durden. But I don't want I don't want it to be Weedering, Young, and Durden. I don't want that. So, and I completely agree about Camp actually. Completely agree. Like yes, I have Camp out, which we'll touch on a little bit later. But I think Camp being out um, is a little bit stiff because yes, I've rated Plowman this year, and I think he will probably play again this week. But um, yeah, no, Plowman didn't look great on the weekend, um, and Camp actually looked solid. So I think he did his job. Yes, he was on memory and Marshall for a lot of the time. Memory kicked four. Marshall had a dominant game. But you can't really ask much more because Kemp's been pretty good when he's come back in. So, um, yeah. I mean, other than that, um, I think a lot of these guys will come back into the twos. And I'll just say this right now about Ed Kerno um, and a lot of guys wanting him back in. No, I, I, I don't want it. Um, the only reason why I would want him in, want him in is if, say, a George Hood or a Matt Candy, a tagging type goes out. But if you bring in Ed Kerno with no, like with no midfielders being out, what's the point? What's the point? As as we've mentioned probably every single week, it's working. Yes, last week, it, like last week, yes, it didn't. Um, we didn't win, but it's working. It's worked all year. So um, yeah, I think Ed Kerno is probably in, in the VFL for the rest of the year if something happens. I agree with that. Yeah, it's it's, it's people. I did see the, all the posts. It was weird. Like some people were saying he's out for the year and all that. And all of a sudden he's been named. So that was interesting. But now I did see some of them people calling for him to come back in. He's a champion, apparently. All this sort of stuff. I'm like, he's been a great servant. He's played a couple hundred games. Don't get me wrong. Is he a champion of the club? Probably not. But people were saying he is. But um, no, I think he comes in and fills a role when certain players go out. But um, yeah, I agree. I think he plays uh, VFL. It would be good to see him playing with Charlie. But we can't just pick people just. Their brother plays, you know what I mean? But, um, who do you have as medical sub, Pato? Yeah, so I've got Kempi, um, if he does come out, but I think, um, if he, I feel like Setterfield is a pretty good medical sub, but I've always, I mean, I've said it from, from the start of the year, I know that I said round one against Richmond, I want Kemp as medical sub, I think he would be the perfect medical sub, and I want him to be medical sub for like the rest of the year if he's not needed in the side, but, um, also, and I'll mention this right now, but. Uh, like I'm not too sure if I'm a huge fan, especially with how I've spoken about him for the past few weeks. But Jack Martin coming back in, I think that would be. I don't know how to say it because I, of course, with his talent, I want him in the, in the side because I feel like he's that X factor sort of player. But also, is he a VFL player? Like I don't know if I want him in the VFL. And yes, he has been off for for a lot of weeks. And literally, I'll probably have been probably the hard, harshest critic on Jack Martin, but. Um, yeah, I think I don't know if Honey was um, great on the weekend, but I, he just had moments, which was good. But um, yeah, I think it, I think it's a one that yeah you don't really know until um, Vossi brings out the team. See, before I go to you, Ethan, and we we'll get your medical stuff. I actually thought I think Jack Martin, if he if he's fit, I think he comes straight in. I think we sort of miss that in a way. Like I don't know, we just miss that. Like he can put a bit of pressure on. He just like he's sort of a very clean, silky sort of player. So I think we miss that a little bit. Um, sort of just, you know, the rush hack sort of kicks. And I think he would um, bring a bit more composure. But, um, Ethan, uh, uh, who's the medical sub for you, mate? And um, what do you think about Jack Martin? Um, yeah, I've just changed my medical sub because I just didn't think of it. Uh, definitely Kemp because he can just feel the, the forward, a forward injury, uh, a back injury or um, even a mid injury. Um, but um, Jack Martin, on the, on the topic of Jack Martin, I think, 
like Pato said, I don't think he is a VFL player. Um, and if you're going to drop anyone, you'd probably drop Honey um, this week. I thought he's, I know he's had moments, but in a, in a team that's, you know, pushing top four, top eight, I don't think you can have moments for multiple weeks. Um, whether that's him or um, a Durden being dropped, I think Martin and Honey kind of play that high half forward role. Um, which is a very tough role. You're not going to have much of the ball unless you know you get have big moments like Martin does. Um, but yeah, I think he's I think he's in. I think I think well, it's 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 tough. Is he is he fit? Is he like is he ready to play? He's he a test be. at the moment. From when I read last, he was a test. But um, I think they did say two weeks, didn't they? And he's been out for two weeks. Is that right? So one to I two. think it should be. Yeah. yeah. So it should in be. Mind. But um, it is a test at the moment. He loves a he loves a two two week injury, uh, Jackie Martin. But quickly on on Ed Kerno, um, that we touched on before. I think I agree with you guys. I think um, he's probably not in the best midfield currently. He'd be good to fill a void. I think he'll work well under a Voss system actually. So um, we're interesting that. But um, no, we love Ed, and he's a, he's a fantastic servant of the club. Absolutely, mate. Um... Alrighty, uh, we'll get into under the pump now. Um, Pato, who do you have under the pump, mate? Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious, isn't it? Um, I because I've seen what you guys have wrote for um, under pump as well. But I think, me personally, I think the key forwards need to show up. They need that they they can't go a few weeks with um, with one goal or two goals, and you can't like. Of course, if Charlie kicks five and McKay kicks one, I'm happy. But it's not like they're doing that. And one thing um, we spoke about it last um, last episode, I think. Um, but Jack Silvani, um, he's probably one of the one players that I know and I trust that he will respond, especially after last week's game. So um, I think he's he's probably in the firing line this weekend. I've also, and and I think Voss would probably be the type of coach to to probably only say to Silvani saying I need more from you, and then Silvani will take that on the chin because he he. He, he was on the couch, I think, during the week um, and he spoke beautifully. Um, and I just think that he, his leadership has grown tremendously. And it's just terrific to see, um, especially a big name like a Silvani being a leader within the club. I think it's awesome to see. But um, yeah, I think Silvani especially. But um, of course, Harry and um, Charlie, I think that those two need a lift and um, I, I'm sure they will. Yeah, very well said, mate. I much echo what you said there. Um, and yeah, I think it was a good point with the Mackay and Kerno. Like one can kick five, the other can kick one or two because one player will draw that defender sort of away from the contest more so to give the other one, you know, um, more of an opportunity. So I think it just, it is just, it's not, it's almost one of them's uh, kicking the goals. That's all that really matters. Um, be either forward line as well. What about you, Ace? I agree with you too. I think the forwards need a lift. I think just overall goal kicking and skills, I think from the whole side, um, just being able to nail those shots when you have that momentum, which we had for that short period last um, Friday against the Saints where we could have really killed the game, won the game. So for me, under the pump, I think it was talked about. Um, I'm sure he wasn't 100% fit. Hopefully he's had another nine days rest. And um, But for me, it's Adam Chera. Um, I think he was pretty woeful last week. And um, whether that's under the pump on the on the on the medical side of, of the of the club or just the coach's selection, but um, yeah, he looked underdone and he didn't attend a centre bounce, which is not real what we want from a from a mid. Um, you could probably get away with him from like being a wing all game because he's still impactful out there, but um, the positions they were putting him in last week, he just looked re- like he was really really struggling. So hopefully he's fit and um, hopefully Ches has a has a ripper. 
Well said, mate. All right, let's get stuck into the match predictions now. So we've got you, Pat. What do you got for us, mate? Yeah, so my one, um, my first goal is uh, Jesse Motlop. Um, I think he especially, um, he really impressed me last week. I just loved his energy. Um, very Matt, Matt always liked, but I think Jesse Motlop, um, especially with his last name, Motlop, like what a, what a famous, like a very famous name it's been for so many years, especially um, what, what with talent wise, I just think that Motlop just brings that. So I think um, he will get, he will get the first goal. I can guarantee it. Um, Bog, um, <laughs> Bog, I have um, Harry Mackay. Um, this one's an interesting one because I think for a key forward to get um, best on ground, especially with Brownlow votes, um, it, it, it would have to kick like maybe five or six or seven goals. But um, I just think Harry's sort of impact is different because I think his presence um, matters a lot more um, when he is best on ground. So I think, like, and he's been okay this year. Um, but yeah, I mean, as I said, I just think that he needs to respond. And I've got the blur baggers by 22 points. Not, not a very convincing, um, not a very optimistic sort of tip. But um, I think we still should get the job done, if not more. Well said, mate. Yeah, I think Makai best on is actually a pretty good shout. I reckon he could be on for a few. Uh, Eith, what do you got for us, mate? Yeah, for me, um, first goal kicker, uh, Big H. Um, he could get BAG. He, he rolls up the ground quite high. So, uh, But for me, Paddy Cripps, best on ground. I think it's time for Paddy to go back to WA and put on a show. Um, and I've tipped Carlton by 17 points. Beautiful, mate. I've got first goal, Corey Durden, best on uh, Sammy Walsh. It's a bit of an uh, easy one there, I guess. But uh, I've got the Blues by 36. Like, realistically, I think we need to... Yes, they are playing better West Coast, but you saw the back of last week and... Um, if we're serious, I think we need to put him away by six goals. That uh, would be good at least. Um, but four points is priority one. And, of course, um, VFL this Saturday night, I think it is, 7 o'clock uh, against Port Melbourne at ETU Stadium in, obviously, Port Melbourne. So I know you'll be there, Ethan. You love getting down in the VFL, mate. But um, I'm not actually, sure about you, Pat. Uh, I actually don't mind um, North Port Oval. It's a, it's a good oval to um, have a kick down, down Port Melbourne. So. <laughs> yeah. I won't, yeah. Be there. I won't be there Saturday night, mate. That's all right. I thought you might have notched, notched up your first VFL game of the year, but that's all right. We'll keep it for later. Um, all righty, boys. That's about it, I think. Anything else to mention? No, mate. No. And all right. As yeah, oh, you go. You ready? You good? Nothing on my end. No, all good. Oh, yeah, you're good. Now, sweet, beautiful. All right. If you're not already, like, follow, share, subscribe, uh, all that good stuff. And Pato. And as always, boys, up the baggers. <laughs>